All right, everyone, before we get into this edition of the Parked Up podcast, I thought I'd just very quickly grab our close and personal friend, Mark Tierney, from Race Fuels, the official sponsor of the Parked Up podcast and a legendary supporter of all of Australian motorsport. Now, Mark, I guess I just wanted to grab you very quickly to congratulate you on a great Bathurst 1000 and also celebrate the fact that what now you're on holidays there's no racing until yes. february is race fields now just done for the year it's done for the next oh, few months grant we're never done it was an incredible seven week stint for race fields with what we had and was a great Bathurst 1000 but we're never done the uh, the bowsers at city motorsport park uh phillip island even Sandown are pumping we're doing a lot of uh drive events at the moment it's great to see drive events coming back great to see people with their cars out on track so there's been a steady stream of customers coming in out of race fuels in Danny on grabbing fuel. But hey, there's a lot of planning to go. And our next event will be Race Tasmania in February. So it's not that far away. And our first unofficial official event will be the launch of the new Porsche Cup car. So um, that happens in Sydney late January. So it doesn't really stop. But hey, I definitely need a break. Uh, okay, cool. Well, you can have that break soon. And I thought that you were on that break already, but uh, it seems as though race fuels never stops and race fuels is everywhere. We are, it keeps going. And uh, and also, I think we're going to launch some websites this week as well. So it's pretty exciting. But no, Merry Christmas to you and uh, all the listeners. But uh, let's see if we can't get a break and uh, can't wait for 2022. Thanks for your support this year. Uh, here we go. Here's the latest episode of the Parked Up Podcast. Hi there, it is the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name is Grant Rowley. I'm with Tony Delberto. And what a night in world motorsport. It was the final round of the Formula One World Championship. Max Verstappen has taken out his very first world title in the most dramatic circumstances on record. Tony, we've got a huge parked up podcast ahead. We've got a special guest, David Russell, Bathurst 1000 podium getter, but the Formula One stuff has absolutely dominated the headlines and what a finale it was. It was insane. Absolutely insane. You know, the moment we all thought Lewis had the race won, and done. We thought the championship was all over. Yeah, halfway through the race. Halfway. Um, I think we thought it was done basically for every lap except that last one. Well, you know, there was a couple of moments there where, uh, like, Perez did a really good job of holding Lewis up and Max was able to get back on the back of him. You know, the incident at the start of the race where Max bombed uh, Lewis from, you know, really late move and, you know, they ended up cutting the circuit, all that stuff. So there's a couple of little moments in the race where we thought oh the action is going to happen and then it got away from max and we thought oh well, this has been pretty boring really to be honest i've stayed up till two o'clock in the morning for no reason <laughs> hey, that's why both, i sound so but, croaky so both, uh, both of us both of us were having a little nap as well which our um yes. which our colleagues weren't very impressed with how no, dare we our good friend andrew jansen uh, who is a regular listener of the pod he will love it that he's actually got to mention. He kept <laughs> belting me over the head, waking me up. Um, he does produce TV for a living, though. So how, how dare we not be looking at the screen? Well, I was glad that he woke me up, though, because we got to witness the, the final moments of the race, which was just absolutely incredible to watch. And 
we'll probably talk about it a bit more in the news, I'm guessing. But uh, I feel sorry for Lewis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Everyone, I feel like is is you know wanting or have wanted Max to win the race, and he deserves it. And I'm not saying he doesn't, but man, it, the way it went down, the I feel like he's been hard done to. Um, mm. Anyway, yeah. I'll, it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on it and and see what other people think as well yeah uh look i don't know if i was uh, too fussed either right the only emotional connection i had to this whole thing was that i had chucked in a sneaky ten dollars on uh through the sports bets on uh on max to win at the start of the year is paying six bucks i won 60 bucks oh, let's not so you get... wanted max to win i kind of wanted max to win but I didn't re- honestly, I didn't really care. And I thought, you know, for, uh, if I had to pay 60 bucks to watch that, that we watched yeah. last night here in my living room, you would pay that. And not, not only did we get one awesome finale where it was effectively winner take all, but we also got an entire season of brilliant battles and controversy and close racing and, unbelievable circumstances how they actually got to the end of the season locked on points and we ended up in that situation was was incredible lewis had the fastest car he had the fastest car in the abu dhabi grand prix yeah and mental though like to think like you said to come into the round locked on points then the championship decide on the very last lap of the race like you, you could not script it and if formula one did they did a bloody amazing job and they should get an Oscar for it because um, it was an exceptional show all year. The battle between those two guys, they were so much faster and, uh, you know, did such a better job than their teammates in the same equipment. Like it was like yep. they're on a different, different planet. So yep. they're driving so well. And, you know, we saw lots of, um, you know, tempers flared over the, over the year where, you know, they had chance and headset smashed. Yeah. They overstepped the mark. And, um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, they can probably respect each other that it was just a huge fight, you know, yeah. and a huge battle. And I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Max because he probably does deserve the championship. I just felt like if you're, if you're Lewis, it would be a very bitter pill to swallow. Yep. It would be a bitter pill to swallow, but, uh, I guess there was, there was the two title protagonists and uh, we had uh, Toto Wolf on the Mercedes side and Christian Horner on the Red Bull side who were also, you know, part of the story and part of the theatre. But the other guy who was thrown in right at the end, uh, the adjudicator, our mm-hmm. good old friend, Michael Massey, what a, uh, what a position he got thrust into there with, with the controversy, with the pressure. And I guess one of the things that, that um, and I'm sure uh, most of our listeners have uh, either watched the race or, or saw, the, saw the recaps or read about it. It was interesting that the, the team owners have that, or that the team principals have that direct line straight to the race director. For me, that's incredible because the race director is first and foremost there to make sure that the race is safe for everyone to compete on drivers and marshals and volunteers and officials and teams and, uh, you know, everybody. And you've got these two blokes in his ear trying to not manipulate, but, you know, get the, get the right result that they need. For them. them. Like they're just, uh, you know, 
pushing their case. So much um, pressure for for Massey to to deal with, and he's such a cool hand at, at what he's done. And look, I think the stewards or the officials have, you know, they it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect because that mm-hmm. uh, in that last safety car there was mixed messages about that those lapped cars would be put through. And then they were told that they weren't going through. And then ultimately they did get pushed through, uh, which I guess was against what the what a typical ruling might have might have been. But you know, ultimately they've made the right they made the right call in the sporting yeah. sense because you just wanted to see you wanted to have a fair fight at the end. And we know it wasn't a fair fight because Max had the new tires on, but but yeah, I think Mercedes that, that... had that option to put new tires on as well. They just didn't take it. Yeah, I mean, from Mercedes' point of view, though, like they were the first ones on the scene and whatever Mercedes did, Red Bull would react and do the opposite. Um, so they're in a much stronger position to make a, a decision. Uh, that's Red Bull. But um, that happens any race. You know, any time a safety car, that didn't really change anything for me. I, I don't think Lewis was uh, hard done to there. Um, but it was clear that that whole decision-making process was... Uh, a tough one for Michael, um, and it probably wasn't done how we would like. Um, to only let the cars in between Lewis and Max go past and to clear them and not no one else, um, I don't know if that was quite right. And to do it on the very, you know, before the very last lap because they're running out of time, um, it was all very rushed and um, definitely wasn't an ideal scenario. And obviously it gave Max the opportunity to get behind Lewis. And at that stage there, Lewis had no chance. You know, Max is on fresh tyres and, yeah, he was a sitting duck. I, I do feel, though, Grant, mm-hmm. I'm being super critical here. It sounds like you're also um, campaigning to be the number one member of the Lewis Hamilton I know, fan club. I know, no, but hear me out. Hear me out here. Hear me out. I think Lewis needs to be more aggressive. Yeah, Thinking what was he just opening the door? Well, why yeah. did he just open the door at turn five on that last lap? That's what I remember. Close that like, door. Last lap of the championship. you got to hold this bugger out. Well, What's no, he opening no the D, door for? No DRS on the last lap, right, after the safety car. No DRS. So if he had have blocked him there and stuffed his run, then he potentially could have held onto it. I don't know. Like Max would still have a go, but he yep. just took his normal racing line and now that corner's been reshaped, there's a huge amount of space on the inside to have a big bomb. Mm. And that's exactly what Max did. It was easy for him in the end. Mm. Um, I just felt like he could have closed the door there and made it much harder for him. Um, maybe it took him by surprise. I don't know. but He did come from a long way back. Yeah, but he, he had heaps of momentum. Like you, you could see the onboard of Max. He was going to make that happen um regardless like it, you could see him setting it up easily and yeah. lewis just didn't move just was on the racing line and there's a massive gap on the inside for max to have a big go so and we saw sergio perez earlier in that race show that on weaker tires you could defend yeah, against exactly. someone on better tires and held off lewis it, for just for a lap mm. but that's, that's all, all he needed. needed that's all he needed i mean i think you know max would have been pretty damn aggressive and they probably would have shunted but you know, if you shunt, Max wins the championship. Well, you know, you know, he's going to win the championship if he gets by you anyway. So you might as well have a big crack at it. And even if you don't finish, who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then even, you know, like I feel as though he, he could have maybe made a bit of contact or something to try and, 
you know, put, put Max off, put Max off, cut a tire, something like the championships on the bloody line here, guys. There's not one more race to go. Like this is it. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like he wasn't aggressive enough. Like I reckon if Max was, she was on the other foot and Max was attacking Lewis um, for the world championship, they would have crashed probably. Like, mm. well, we've seen it. The car we've in, seen in the it. Gap. We saw it all the way through the year that anytime there was collisions or anytime there was uh, aggression between them, it was Max who was feeding him wheels. It was Max who was running him off the road. It was Max climbing over the top of him in Monza. Yep. Um, yeah, the only time it, it sort of worked not in Max's favour was when Max ended up in hospital at Silverstone where he went backwards into the wall at 180G or whatever they were trying to claim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're right. Yeah, so there you go, Lewis. Um, seven world titles up. down and you just need to get a little bit tougher. Roll those I sleeves think he, up. He's just letting Max sort of be the aggressor. You know, he's, he's letting Max uh, take that position as – the more aggressive driver and, and, you know, Lewis will avoid contact, you know, and Max knows that now, so he can just have a go and he, he, he knows that Lewis will move out the way. Oh yeah. Lots to talk about. It's uh, it's very exciting. There was an uh, unbelievable, unbelievable ending. As I said, at the top of the show, we're, uh, we're going to talk to one of the Repco Bathurst 1000 podium finishes, David Russell. Of course he, uh, lock that away with uh, with Brody Kostecki at the most recent Bathurst 1000. Uh, you can go back and listen to our last pod where we spoke to Lee Holdsworth and uh, he offered some really cool stories on, on his maiden Bathurst 1000 win. But of course, Formula One is the talking point right at the moment. And Tony D, it was such a sensational season. The thing that I uh, want to, to talk about a little bit is... 2022 and what happens next for these guys like these these two drivers these two teams have absolutely shown that they are so far above the other guys so far above the other particularly the other teams but like Valtteri Bottas he wasn't even in that race and and Perez played played his part at the very start Mm -hmm. but I don't know are they were, were they putting so much effort into Max and uh, and Lewis's cars that they're just <laughs> forgetting that they need to do tire pressures on the other two. I'm, <laughs> I'm not really sure, but uh, but but 2022 is important. There's some there's some regulation changes. Is this is this enough for Max to go right? Well, now it's time my time to win. You know, like Vettel did, he won four in a row. Like Lewis has done, he's won whatever it is, um, six of the last seven, five of the last seven, whatever whatever it's been. Yeah, is it is is this Max's time to to uh, collect his big list of world championships? I don't know. I mean, he's definitely going to have confidence now that he can win a world championship, so that's going to help a lot. Um, as as much as he comes across as a very confident driver, and um, you want to say yeah, arrogant, don't you? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> right. Everyone <laughs> else has been saying it. So pretty much full of himself about <laughs> how, how good a driver he is, and he is an amazing driver. Like he, you got to have that arrogance about you i think to to be who he is as a racing driver um but now i have the confidence to back back it up um but next year will be interesting you know we've got george russell that's going to come in uh to the mercedes team which i think will be great for lewis as well because i think it'll push him really really hard um hopefully um you know that second car at mercedes will now be 
up the front more often. Um, you know, Bottas did a, did a good job at times, but just not as as consistent, especially in the races. Like, seemed to be able to do a lap in qualifying that wasn't far away, but then in the race, you just the other two would just disappear. Mm. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether George can can match those guys. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be hard for Lewis now. I think to get his eighth championship, which is sad. I want him to get his eight championships just so he's the best ever. I hope we can see it. I hope, well, not necessarily see the championship, but I hope we can see him still fight for it in, mm. oh, he in at least he the fight. next couple of years. So he's got his deal is he's got next year at the very mm. least, hasn't he? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And Max has got, he's got at least another 10. I so. think he's got about 15 years on his contract. Mm. Yeah. Uh, wow, what a um, what a what a night! Cars, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, look, and you know, they need to produce good racing, and we've seen some damn good racing. I know last night we were all we were sitting on the couch. There was five of us, all motor racing nerds, just absolutely loving it. We got some pizzas. We got Jano Domino's. Got we got too. yeah, we got Domino's pizzas, which not your. You won sixty bucks. Jano I won sixty bucks. It. Uh, we also spent sixty bucks on. We dollars. also got some snacks. Like these are important factors into a uh, final round of a world championship. I didn't bring anything. A couple of beers. Oh, you brought lots. Don't you worry. I didn't bring any. I, I had no more beers. So I just had a couple of tea. <laughs> um, but the important, uh, the important thing was that the, uh, you know, I don't know. It brought people together, and we were mm. all these like massive racing nerds just. Um, having mad lols watching this stuff go down and it was it was unbelievable it was it was it was brilliant it was yeah again i don't think i would have paid 60 bucks to watch that and if i paid 60 bucks for entire seasons worth of racing then Mm. yeah i got my money's worth yeah i don't i don't think a lot of people would generally stay up at two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning to watch formula one race they'd probably attempt it but they'd fall asleep um but you had to stay up. You had to witness what was going to go down. It was, we haven't seen this for, I don't know, however many years going into, was it like 1980 or something? Or, you know, going into the last round on equal on points. Um, Ooh, yeah. Lots of title deciders, but not, uh, yeah, but not, not for not a long time. Points. On equal, like you yeah. basically had, they had to beat each other to win the championship, you yeah. know? Um, so we've never seen it in our lifetime and um, I was, that we wanted to witness. I was born in 1980, so I got one on you there. Oh, okay. You saw it when you were like six months <laughs> old, did you? That's right. Oh, dear. That was very good. Okay. Look, there's, uh, that's the there's race. probably no, no news to really talk about, is it? Nah, we got heaps of, uh, we got heaps of news. Let's, uh, okay. let's bowl into that, uh, right now, courtesy of our good friends at motorsportwebsites.com.au. Here we go. That's the news. Okay, this is the news. It's brought to us, as I'd said, by motorsportwebsites.com.au. Now, uh, keen listeners with nice big ears would have heard that I was going to have a brand new advert for some uh, a, a really cool special offer that the Motorsport Websites guys have got. Tony? I didn't hear it. No, you did not because it's not made. And I need to make it. And Shane Tanner, I'm putting my hands together and it's in like a godly praying sort of uh, shape. And I promise I'll have that to you. Um, And all of our great Parked Up listeners 
for next week. My um, my weeks are slipping away before this big fat man flies down that chimney, which is coming up real soon. And I hope everyone's been good to their mothers and fathers so they get what they want for Christmas. And Shane, you have been good to your mother and father, and I oh promise you, you will get what you want. The a new motorsport websites dot com dot au advert for parked up will be uh, ready for everyone for what will probably be our last episode next week tony do you reckon we do that should we yeah, just do one so. more for the year i think one more for the year i think cool. that's enough <clears throat> just one more okay um right let's talk about some news and i guess in um we had the big formula one stuff that was run and one there was a bit to talk about there mercedes has talked about protesting as we're recording this, they're they're protesting. I can't see that happening, right? What do you reckon? Nah, I mean they, they've got to try, but I can't see anything changing. You know, I think it's just it's just done. Like they're gonna have to accept it. Unfortunately, that's the way it's uh, that's the way it's rolled out this year, and um, they they will feel the pain of it. There's no doubt. The shock on their face in the race was was incredible to see you know the difference in the garages and i think you know if the race had have kept going as it was and lewis had a one you know red bull had such a long time in the race to accept that they were losing um, but then when it happened on that last lap you know i think everyone in the mercedes garage was just in shock and everyone everyone in the red bull garage was in shock as well but they were like fist pumping and high-fiving and um you know hugging each other in excitement so just seeing the difference in in the garages was was amazing, but uh, you know I don't think the the protest is going to get anywhere. I think um, they're wasting their time there, but I suppose they've got to try. Mm, well, well, we'll see. And would what a um, what a shame to see anything get uh, overruled in a uh, courtroom rather than out on the track. Yeah, for sure. There there's some upset people, and uh, things didn't go exactly how everyone wanted them to go but um yeah court court rulings on particularly world championships or any major event even a low level event like you just don't want to see it, it needs to be sorted out on the track and i hope what we saw the, early the monday is, morning has been is running one the thing is uh max didn't do anything wrong max did nothing wrong if there's any drama it's with the officials you know mercedes-benz are um upset with michael massey or the fia or whoever you know max didn't do anything wrong in that scenario he just yep. took the opportunity that was in front of him won the race won the championship happy days so i don't think the championship's ever going to be in doubt that he didn't win it you know yep all right well we'll see uh okay big supercars news the biggest piece of news that happened in supercars over uh, the past week since you heard us two um, idiots absolutely dribbling into microphones is that Sean Seema, the CEO, has resigned from his position. He was there for four and a half years. He replaced James Warburton back in 2018. Under his watch, he saw the signing of a new five-year broadcast deal with Seven and Fox, the development and launch of the new technical regulations which of course is Gen 3, which the world got to see for the first time at Mount Panorama last week. And he's also navigated the sale of supercars itself to the new owners, which are to be known as race. So there's been a big, a few big things that have happened under his watch. It hasn't been 
completely smooth sailing for him, it would be one of the worst jobs known to man. I think that job and Michael Massey's job, probably the two worst jobs in motorsport. What do you reckon? Yeah, just about. But and yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Anyone who has to remove um, genital warts would also be a pretty bad job too. That's, no, that but I'm saying in motorsport though. Okay. I don't, I don't know anyone doing that in motorsport. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I didn't know um, Sean Seaman at all. I saw him at the track. He wouldn't know who the hell I am either. We tried to get him on the podcast many, many times. Well, and didn't he we? Never replied. Never replied. That's so. What... You know what? Good See riddance. you later, See buddy. You, mate. <laughs> See you, mate. Um, he. Uh, uh, in all seriousness, yeah. though, he did navigate some really tough situations in supercars. I mean, man, you wouldn't want to be uh, at the realm when realm or helm helm at the helm. Yep. Yes, sir. You wouldn't want to be at the helm during COVID. Oh yeah. Two years of it, two yeah. years trying to navigate through an absolute cluster that just got thrown at him, you yeah. know, and very, very tough. So, and it was easy for the fans to go, well, if footy can start playing, why can't these guys go and do it? You know, they just sit in a car there. Yeah. It's the, the best form of social distancing you could, uh, you could find. And look, we, we all know it's just not that easy. Footy sits in a, in a different league, it sits in a uh, a different um, a different priority list for governments and for mm. you know those border issues that everyone had to deal with over those past couple of years. Not that those issues have even ended. I'm surprised they've even put Perth and the likes of New Zealand on their uh, calendar for next year, um, because you know we could very much end up in that uh, very very similar situation. But um, yeah, like I don't uh, don't envy that job in mm. any way, shape, or form. And uh, whoever does take the helm, does take the new reins of supercars under its new ownership, then yeah, they've got their they've got challenges ahead as well. Because you know it's not going to be too long until broadcast deals come up. Gen three needs to be executed very very well, um, and. Um, yeah, let's hope that but he's got the support of the new board. How much influence like a Sean Seymour has on all those decisions? Or is he sort of just the front man? Like, is he actually making calls? Is he making decisions? Or is he just the guy that no, delivers I think, the message? No, I think the sport is at the size that the CEO is is making the calls. And he's making, uh, he, he needs Surely to be it's got to go to like a board of decision makers. Of course. And they make the decision and then he's the one that presents it. Like... <clears throat> What, Are you saying he, that Roland is running this, the, the nah, series? like he'd have an influence for sure, but um, I don't know Sean's background, but I'm guessing it's not car racing. You know, how, how no, could he make me, decisions me, on media? media yeah, but how can he make decisions on Gen 3 if he's got no bloody idea? No, that's right. But it, that just comes down to leadership. Like when he starts put... talking about paddle shift, it's like, what are you talking about? What yeah. Are, well, that's right. And that's why a, a leader in that regard needs to put the right people in places and give them the right level of power and come up with um, definitive decisions based on all of the information that's supplied by the experts. And that's really one of the, uh, you know, for, for reasons like it or not, the paddle shift thing will go down as one of his things that was never handled oh, brilliantly. So sick of hearing about it. Who gives a shit? Like, 
if none of the drivers want paddle shift and they want a stick, then just leave a freaking stick in there. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand what all the fuss is about. Like, they're just making a big fuss over nothing. Mm. Even yeah. like... Um, See, a decision, day, a decision on that would have cleared any of those issues, yeah, whether it was exactly. whether it was pop- popular for the fans or exactly. drivers or not make a popular. Call, That's right. Make a decision. But who was it the other day? I think it was, yeah, Roland saying it's not up to the drivers to make that decision or influence the decision. And I'm like, well, they're the ones driving it. Like, why wouldn't they be part of the decision? Well, maybe not part of the decision, but certainly part of the commentary. They can certainly be part of the opinion. This yeah, is great that the sport has these. What will end up happening is, Grant, a decision will get made, the drivers won't like it, but they'll be forced to say how amazing it is. Yeah. Oh, we love paddle shit. Oh, it's the right decision, blah, blah, because you can't talk, you know, uh, yep. against the sports ne- decision. Neg- yeah. Negatively against it, yeah. But they won't actually take your advice on or your opinion. Mm. Yep. So That's I don't a- agree with that. I don't agree with that dismissive sort of talk. Great. Anyway. Maybe you should be on call. the board. Maybe you no, should be the it's CEO. Just like, I don't see what the big issue is. Like, it's not like drivers are uh, over revving engines flat out and breaking engines and gearboxes because they're downshifting at the wrong time. And yeah, it happens a little bit, but you don't see engine failures because of it or gearbox failures. Hmm. Like when we had the H pattern, it was a bit different because you could wrong slot and you could do a lot of damage. How many times did you do that? Oh, I did it a lot. I did it a lot. <laughs> I even did it when we went to the sequential. Because oh. with the sequential gearbox, right, you pull back to go up the gears, push forward to go oh, down no. the gears, right? Did you forget one morning? No, no, hang on, hang on. So we were testing at Winton one day, and I'd, we, this is the first time we had the sequential gearbox in. And at Winton coming onto the front straight, you go from second gear to third. So you oh, go which is forward. The, that's right, but it's so the my, up, up, up motion. That's, that's right. So they've got the sequential gearbox in, in second gear, coming out onto the front straight, and my natural instinct was just like, bang, push forward and across to get third gear. And I've gone bang, forward and grab first gear. Oops. And I did a lot of damage that day. Oh, a lot no. of damage. We had to no. pull the engine out. That was a uh, goodbye. Um, no, <laughs> it wasn't goodbye, but there was a few uh, bent valves in that engine. Oh. Um, but look, the, the drivers have been using a sequential gearbox now forever. Yeah. Last 10 years or whatever. So they're not doing damage. I, I just... I don't know what's going on. I don't know what what the holdup is on making that decision. Mm. Yeah, I actually didn't. I was uh, when when I brought up the paddle shift thing just then. I thought we haven't really spoken that much about it. Um, yeah, I was uh, uh, up until now because I thought this is just this is a waste. I was at Bathurst uh, and privy to sit in the media conference after the Gen Three launch. And the guys at Speed Cafe effectively badgered Sean Seymour and Roland into more commentary, more talk on the on the on the paddle shift stuff. Roland was awesome; like he he bought into it and mm. um, and talked about it. And a lot of those stories that you might have seen in the motorsport press came from that from that line of questions that that the guys at SpeedCafe.com were asking. But when Sean was also asked those questions or interrupted those questions, he, yeah, it was. Didn't it, have an answer? 
Well, it's not that he didn't have an answer. He was very short and sharp. He uh, yeah, okay. he um, did not want to talk about it. I think the and I'll paraphrase, but it is that you know why he Sean had said something like, "Why are we talking about this? Why are we still talking about this? Why can't we just celebrate this great day for the yeah. sport by launching these two new cars?" Oh, I agree. Cool. Well, I don't know if that I don't know if I do agree because I don't know if that was the right attitude to take. Because the decision had, like, as we'd spoken about, if they'd made a call on it, whatever, no. paddle shift, stick shift, H pattern, put four on the column, like, who cares? Like, yeah. make a call on it because it's obviously an issue that hadn't been resolved and the media and the fans were, you know, snowballing the issue. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yep. I'm with you. Good. 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 <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Good. Finally. Um, okay, cool. Uh, look, in, in terms of supercars, I guess after Bathurst, everyone was probably a little bit smoked. So um, mm. the, big, news, really. the big newsy sort of stuff uh, came to an end until I put out the amazing TCR Australia, the super cheap auto TCR Australia series calendar. Mm. That came out, uh, as we say today, it came out yesterday when you listen to this. Um, so that's seven rounds, two times to Bathurst, the return of Race Tasmania a little bit later, the return of Queensland Raceway onto a major national motorsport calendar. And the Tony return D. of TBA. Oh, yes, TBA. That the great old TBA. TBA. But it's in it New South Wales. It makes every though. calendar. makes every mm. calendar, that one, TBA. Yeah, it's in New South Wales, though. So <sighs> looking yeah. forward to going back to Oran Park. Two times to Bathurst, what do you reckon? Um, I'm not that excited about it. Like well, we, love going to Bath- we love going to Bathurst, man, but I don't know why we need to do it twice in one year. Like why couldn't we go to Tail and Bend or just spread mm. the love a little bit? Why do we need to keep going back to Bathurst every five minutes? Because um, it's the greatest racetrack that we have. and It is the greatest, but don't you think – you know, the, the more that we use it and it sort of loses shine just a little bit. I don't know if the TV viewers or the sponsors think about that. Well, I don't care what they think. That's what I think. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, um, so race Tasmania, Simmons Plains, just one event this, this time. TCR obviously will be there and it just wasn't a happy hunting ground for you. But I know that it's in a venue and it's an event that should be something we should all look forward to. Yeah. That you look forward to, but the only reason you don't look forward to it is because your car just wasn't wasn't super fast. Sorry for bringing that up. Yeah. That, that was a very painful weekend. And I'll tell you what, if we go to Tassie next year and the performance is the same, I'm just going to go home early. I think I'm not even going to race the whole weekend because mm. it was ridiculous. Um, yeah. Great track though. I do enjoy Tassie. I think it pro- produces really good racing and it's a, it's a cool little track to go to. Um, just hopefully yeah, our things a bit quicker. Same at Bathurst though. You know, I think uh, probably a track at the moment is not quite suiting as that's why I don't want to go there twice. Um, can we just go to Winton, you know, yep. Dale and Bend just tracks that suit me. Right. Pretty much. Right. Okay. You should consult me before you put this calendar out. Okay. Of course. <laughs> Completely forgot about that. You and your selfish needs. 
Um, no, it'd be good. Be good. Yeah. Seven rounds, so extra round of the championship as well. Yeah, that's See good. if we can actually make all these rounds happen this next year. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's hope we don't have uh, any major border issue tear-ups. Um, no, I saw not. there was lots of commentary about uh, on the socials when we released about why there was there wasn't a lot of um, there was, it was mainly Eastern Seaboard uh, championships. You know, one event in Queensland, but basically everything else in New South Wales or um, or Victoria, plus, of mm. course, the Tasmania. Mm-hmm. It's the absolute safest places to race at the moment. At least we know we're going to get a championship over and done with. We hope so. We hope so, mate. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll okay. see. All right. Yes, um, look, good. I don't know. There's not much else, not much other news to talk about. But, of course, no. we had the Repco Bathurst 1000 last week it was awesome Chaz mostert and lee holdsworth took the win cam Mate, waters covered this cam we'll waters covered this today. james moffat they finished second in third though was brody kostecki and his teammate david russell david russell has been going to the mountain for many many years probably just as many if not more maybe td than yourself i think he did his oh, first yeah. 1000 in 03. no i think it was 72. 1972 with Brocky. Yeah, I think so. Great. Because his dad used to race as well. His dad did uh, did the great race. You know, he's grown up in the sport. Still does a bit of racing, I think. I think he still does like the 12 hour or the six hour, sorry, in like production cars. I think actually David races with his dad in those events. Perfect. That's in the family. And I know know Dave really well through the driver training work that I've I've done for many years. And... Mm -hmm. He's he's a wheeler and dealer. There's no doubt about it. You got to, if there's a deal to be done, Dave is there. He's making a deal happen. So uh, he he works bloody hard for his positions in motorsport, and uh, it was good to see him get a reward because he's a he's worked yeah harder than most to make uh, opportunities happen. And he certainly doesn't come from really wealthy families or anything like that that are paying paying his way he sort of had to make these opportunities happen himself and uh, it's just nice to still be you know him racing at that level and finally get that shot um you know to stand on the podium at Bathurst for the 1000 mm, yeah very good well I did some wheeling and dealing myself and I sent him a text message and said can you <laughs> can you please fill in some time on our pod and he said yes and he is on right now. David Russell, Excellent. podium finisher at the Bathurst 1000. And we've got him on Parked Up right now. And it's great to have David Russell on the Parked Up podcast. It's for the first time. And it's also a huge congratulations as well, because he's just picked up his very first podium in the Bathurst 1000. Davey Russ, thanks for coming on, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. It is the first time, so I must be doing something all right if I get if I get the <laughs> big invite. I knew when you texted me yesterday, I went, I must be doing something right here. <laughs> well, podiums at the uh, at the Bathurst 1000 don't come around too often. Just tell us that uh, that feeling standing up on that podium. Yeah, look, in, incredible feeling, you know. Uh, um, you know, Tony's been in that situation. You're sort of yeah, there's a, there's so much that goes into it, but we've, we've all had enough starts where you know that even if things are going well, it can all get taken away from you. Um, and look, um, 
you know, for us on that side, it's just, you know, the day, you know, every everyone's day during the race is always something that could have could have gone better. But um, for us, we had a you know a few little safety cars that didn't didn't uh, switch our way. But um, other than that, to sort of see, you know, right towards the end to be fourth and uh, and to then have a bit of attrition with Giz, um, you know, having having that tire failure, well, we certainly lucked into it, but we didn't luck into the pace that we had all week, and and you know, didn't luck into the fact that we were there all day either. So. We'll touch on the uh, the little glitch that Van Giers had later in the race, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on, you've stood on the podium for the Bathurst 12-hour. Um, you've been such a success in your driving career, but how does the Bathurst 1000 podium rank? Tony, don't sell me short, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only learned the other day that I've had a podium in the three-hour, the 12-hour. Oh, the there you go. four-hour. <laughs> there you go. And nice. So well, how how does it all rank? <laughs> look it's it's up the top you know like it, we the, the Bathurst 1000 for me um you know it was part of my life since I was so young um obviously dad doing it um up until what 86 I was only a very young fella then but definitely Bathurst was a a big part of our household every year um and 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 that was the holy grail the race that you wanted to win it wasn't talking about championships everyone just wanted to win Bathurst um or or you know to, to be on the podium there with, um, you know, obviously some very good company as well is, um, is very special. And of course, that's sort of the, the top, top peg for me until we, you know, try and go back there next year and, and go better. Now, the Erebus cars have been so fast of late, um, especially at Sydney Motorsport Park. And then they brought that form into Bathurst. Um, can you tell us what, you know, from your point of view, why is that team gelling so well right now? Like they're, they're out doing bigger teams like a Triple Eight um they've just had such uh, amazing form um speed wise as well um, but they keep backing it up week in week out yeah i think um you know during during the break as well they sort of went back to you know the the, the hard part about this year's championship i guess was you know everyone was then starting to go oh you know not again we're back on the road um and it, it gave a lot of teams i think a chance to be able to go through from um, getting ready for the next race meeting to then going, all right, well, where are we, where are we going with all of this? Um, let's get all this information together. And, and, you know, I, I think they've done a, a fantastic job of trying to work out exactly where they're at. What, why, yeah, I guess it was answering all the why questions of why was that better at that? And, and the engineers then understanding, they know what they're doing, but to try and put it together so they can, you know, quantify and, and, and move forward so that that's something that works um, not only at, you know, a, as an example, at, at a street circuit to then Sydney Motorsport Park to then on to Bathurst, for example. I think it was bloody impressive because if you compare it with Shell V-Power, they were very quick at Sydney Motorsport Park, but they couldn't quite um, translate it to Bathurst. Um, whereas you guys were able to, you know, take that form and even step it up a notch um, at Bathurst. So, um, big hats off to, to Erebus for all the work. You know, two rookie drivers this year. Everyone sort of thought they were down and out, and they've come out absolutely firing. And now everyone wants to be there. You know, they're a team to to be part of, and, and I'm sure you're, you know, very much part of that team now with the podium um, under your belt. How did you find it working with Brody? I mean, he's been such a great uh, addition to the championship. We saw the uh, a little kerfuffle we had with Jamie last year, and, and he got a lot of fans um, from that. But that he's built that um, even more this year. Yeah, I think Bush is, um, you know, both him and Will, but 
um, talking about Bushy to to you know team up with him. He's he's such a great driver. You know, he's so technical. Um, you know, for such a young guy, you know, his understanding of of driving a supercar, engineering a supercar. Um, but he, he he works in with his engineer. He's not coming in sort of rolling the sleeves up going, all right, George, I've got this. Like, George is a, a fantastic engineer and, and they work very, very well together. So, um, he's, so he's, he's pretty cool and calm and the way he goes about it. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I like his style. He definitely um, get, gets in there and, and um, like, <laughs> some of those overtakes at the end of the race just... Um, <laughs> Oh, that yeah, definitely had us on the end end of our seats. Oh, but, man. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff definitely. going around the outside of Van Giz, uh, just past the grade. Amazing and look, amazing result. But I guess the one big hurdle that you guys had to uh, overcome over the weekend was the penalty during the top ten shootout. What was the vibe like in the team after that? You know, it's they uh, it went back from the second row back to the back to the fifth row so you know it's a long race and obviously you showed that you know it doesn't really matter where you qualify but you know it can it can cause some some waves what was the vibe like i think the vibe was um oh look it 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 wasn't great to start with because obviously um it it was such a minute thing um yeah (laughs) it's it's the the ruling i just sort of get my head around it to go so the car was heavy enough so it's like like someone getting on the scales and then going oh mate your fingers underweight um you've got to have it It was just the most i said so hang on a minute there was such a small amount out of the door um it it was anyway i just said and we had a team chat about it everyone was um you know this is what's happened and you know as i said to as I said to Brody, I said, mate, it won't matter stuff tomorrow. Let's just get in. And that's Saturday. This is Saturday night. Let's just focus on, on Sunday and, and, you know, get back into it. Cause so many things can happen during race day where, um, you know, where our starting position was a 10th, all of a sudden, not much. Well, as it turned out, we were eighth by the, by the first corner anyway. Um, and off we went. So, you know, you guys are going to be under a lot of scrutiny now, especially when you're knocking off the top Holden team uh, in Red Bull. We know how vocal Roland can be, and he doesn't like getting beaten. Um, so all those little one percenters or even 0.5 or whatever they are, um, are going to have to be you know, absolutely perfect because so much scrutiny is going to be on those cars, especially when they're so fast. They're almost like a GT3 car, those things. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> We didn't get. We got provisional pole, and Will did a fantastic job doing that. Um, but you know, like, well, you know what it's like, Tony. You're driving driving for a sort of powerhouse team, and you know, as you say, all the one percenters that, that they go through to, to have such fast cars. You know, so um, I think it almost gave them. Everyone was looking for a reason why that thing was so fast, and then I, I know oh. from our point of view where we were staying in in uh, Bathurst, there suddenly, you know, got. Um, release that you guys had been done for being underweight or whatever. Like, oh, there you go. That's why they were so fast. It's so, the door. You know, there's, that, there's a reason. That but, tiny, tiny weight-sized piece of a bolt that was in the door was the whole reason. <laughs> but hey, it was it was really clear in the race that you guys were contenders, and you quickly got back to where you should have been. Um, I did want to just touch on the Van Gears thing later in the race because you know you had that tie go, which meant you guys. Um, you know, not, not, I don't like to say inherited because um, you were there all day and deserved that position. Um, 
but just the moment that Brody had getting past Van Giers, I was like, oh, no, this is going to end up badly. And he just clipped the wall slightly. And uh, did was there any damage to the car at all? Or was it just, you know, look worse than what it was? Only damage oh, to David's nails. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the car after the race. Um, but, oh, man, it was close. As I said to someone during the week, like, Van Giers is the ultimate competitor um, where he's he's got a problem, but he's then thinking about how he can then manipulate another part of the race. Jamie was behind us and he positioned his car in a way that, that only there could be, in, you know what I mean? It's mm. not like, Oh, I've got a problem with my car. I'll, I'll just get out of the way for everyone. That's not you and I would do that. We would yeah. get out on the grass. Like you guys go past, you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm wounded. I've got something wrong. Nah, yeah. Giz will park it with, with about a car width to the fence and go, well, if you can get through there without smashing your car up, well, good luck to you, but that's where mm. I'm going to position my car. And ultimately all it is, is a lesson learnt for everyone that's driving in the championship at the, that level to then go, well, that is the type of, um, you know, that that's the type of intensity I've got to carry, not only when I'm winning races, but also when I'm wounded, when I've got something wrong with my car that I'm thinking about my teammates or how it can, you know, influence the result. And that's ultimately what my belief, what I, what I think positioning the car there meant. So yeah, well, and, I think and no he... doubt the guys will learn from it. And, you know, as, as I said after the race, like you, you, you know, there'll be a return serve on this and that's what has to happen. Yeah, and Brody's not shy of doing no. that either. No. Um, what were your thoughts on uh, when SVG backed up the field? It sort of looked like he backed up the field at turn two to sort of allow Jamie to, you know, capitalise. Do you think he was thinking that? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, you know, um, at the end of the day, who who is going to stand up and then start, you know, changing that? Like at the moment, he's sort of, you know, he's wielding it around and uh, definitely gives such a fantastic driver, but he's, mm. um, you know, he's trying to, he's, he's then trying to play a bigger part in some of this. So, you know, the other guys around him, he's got to stop putting up with his stuff. All right. So next year. Yeah. What's it look tell like? Us, you got, tell us about uh, next year. Did Betty fire in a um, a new contract before you'd even uh, got out of the car? He was signing it down Conrad straight, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, for me, um, definitely, yeah, I've, I've definitely got to, um, you know, have a look at what I'm going to do outside the Enduros as well, like what's what mm. type of racing I'm, I'm going to do and, um you know, working on a few things there, but you know, all, all things going well, obviously like many teams, you just have, you know, they have their, their de- debrief after the race and go through everything. Um, I don't know what they're going to find. I think, think, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> from my side, I was, I was pretty happy with everything and uh, everything I did in the car and outside the car, et cetera. So um, I don't, I don't think we've got any dramas there. What about so, racing one of those new Porsches? Yeah. Mm, look, Carrera like Cup, they look, they look pretty cool. Yeah, they, they're they're going to be a mega car. Um, I must I must admit at, at Bathurst, I, the you get to that part in the season and um and and Roger's car, Roger Lago's car that I was driving was already sort of pre-sold. Um, and it's second time that I've driven a Porsche when it's sold. The last time was in Gold at the Gold Coast, and this time at Bathurst. And you know, some of the young guys they they sort of drive like if they end up in the fence, it's no dramas because you just go and get another car and just put it on the mm. grid. And um, that's, that's not from, 
a, a place where I come from in terms of going racing, especially in Carrera Cup. So um, definitely love to, um, I definitely love to go back and do Carrera Cup. I think there's a few things that, that um, you know, I, I think it was a bit difficult too because our, our DSO wasn't there on the ground. And I think next year that'll, you know, there'll be a much tighter um, rain on on how people you know go racing in that category and and you know try and keep some of the moves you know because what we witnessed there in the races where you're up at um you know going up um under the tree and at reed park there was um yeah, yeah. that incident with mcbride and simon fallon was ridiculous yeah poor old mcbride had sold his car just like exactly what you're talking about um yeah. and now the thing's written off so not a nice way to go into christmas yeah. So, so yeah, do you talking... think it's just it's interesting what you're talking about there about uh, about a, a bit too much damage in that uh, in that class? Do you think it's just a byproduct of the fact that we had a season where there was quite a lot of young fast kids coming through? And I mean, it's really the category serving its purpose, but it also then has a, a couple of downsides to that. Yeah, I think so. Like I, you know, I was a I was a rookie in it in, um, in 06 and, um, there was a little bit that year where things went on, um, where there was, you know, you go, but it was never anything, um, that, that, that major that you sort of, you know, that there was enough, you know, young guys that still knew what the cars cost and then what, mm. um, yeah. So I think as, there's always going to be incidences where you got those young, um, fast guys coming through, um, and yeah, I think I was not disappointed in myself, but I, I, I you know, I, I just wanted to get through. I was, I was, you know, definitely focused on, on um, the 1000 and just going through the weekend. It was good to get some Porsche miles in and, and do that. But um, last time I was there, I'd, you know, in a, in a proper sense, I was, you know, winning, winning races and getting on the podium at Carrera Cup. So it was a bit disappointing not to be sort of, you know, having a, having a red hot crack there. Um, yeah. How difficult was it to try and share your time between the two categories? Um, I, I was thankful that um, I didn't have to do that, um, but that was a decision by Shell for me not to do that. Did Erebus say anything? Were they concerned or were they just happy for you to do miles um, you know, before the 1,000? Yeah, no, I think they're happy to, for me to do the miles. Um, like Porsche, like Carrera Cup is the, the premier support category, so therefore... Mm you get the Sunday morning race just before the 1000. Um, I'd prefer not to have done that race, but th at the same thing, it just got me going for the day. And, you know, you, that was like a, a warm up basically. Um, Cup of but, coffee. You know, Baz, Baz was there to pick me up. As soon as I came into Park Ferme, he was there in the, in the, in the buggy and picked me up and brought me straight back. And yeah, so that, you know, they were working in with me um, for that to sort of get me down so I could, you know, um, meet my other engagements as well. Yeah. Well, mate, very, very good. Congratulations on getting that podium at Bathurst because um, I know you've been working for it for so long. Now you can relax for Christmas and just yep. enjoy enjoy the family. Yep. Come back bigger and better next year. We're going to see you at the 12 hour. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, there's a few things going on there. So what we need is probably a few more GD3 cars in, in Australia. Like a lot of them um, have been sold. And they've, you know, funnily enough, there's a lot that's gone over to New Zealand. So, um, be be great to see some of the Kiwis maybe, you know, prep their cars and get them on a boat asap um, to get them over for the race. But um, yeah, definitely, I've um, definitely keen to do the the GD3 stuff again. I love love racing GT cars, and um, yeah, it'd be good to 
to um, to be there next year. Cool, mate. Well, thank you very much for joining us on Parked Up. Congratulations again on your Bathurst podium. We look forward to seeing what 2022 holds for you. Uh, and mate, we'll um, we'll see you at the track. Hope the uh, big fat man in the red suit comes down your chimney and gives you something real nice. Hey, he's already got his present. He's already got it, mate. <laughs> Thanks, no, Steve. Appreciate it, mate. Merry Christmas, boys, and uh, yeah, have a have a good uh, have a good break, and we'll see you next year. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Nice to talk to D Russ. Great to have him in. As he's, as uh, as we talked about, he does so much. Um, not just the endurance racing. He races Porsches. He does all these driver training stuff. He's been doing it for a, a damn long time and a big reward for him at Mount Panorama. Tony D, you had your birthday last mm. week. How was yes. it? Yes. Well, as we speak right now, I'm seriously wounded from family celebrations on Sunday. Oh, good. Um, had a great day, really great day. The weather was perfect. Just uh, enjoyed my, uh, my flash backyard mm-hmm. and um, had a few drinks and... Had a couple too many and yeah, then end up coming to your house. So it was a good day. It was a great day. <laughs> you were in great form for the uh, Grand Prix finale. It was excellent entertainment. You were the undercard. Max and Lewis were the, the main event, but I, uh, you were the little peanut gallery on the sideline. It was uh, it was highly entertaining. <laughs> I liked how, um, so to, to give the listeners a bit of a background, we come to your house to watch the, the Grand Prix, as you've mentioned. Um, and Jano, Andrew Jansen picked me up from my place at about 9.30, I think it was. And I'd fallen asleep on the couch because I had too much to drink. And I woke up to phone calls from you, phone calls from Jano, text messages. Like everyone was very concerned. And your last message was, just ring me back. I just wanted to know that you're actually okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No exclamation point. Um, no, no love heart emoji. Just the, I just concerned. wanted the simple facts. I think you were just concerned I wasn't going to come. I'd bailed. I thought you had. I was going to come pick you up myself. No, nah, I hadn't bailed. I just was very much worthwhile staying up and watching the Grand Prix. Yep. But I am wounded today, Grant. Nah, you're fine. You look, you look, uh, you look good. I'm, I'm going off about three hours sleep and, um, yeah, straight to work, and I'm, I'm I'm literally about to go to Oscar's um, Carols by Candlelight. Oh God! Sounds so, like I think you should take a little hit flask with you, a little hip flask. Just, just keep going, you reckon? Just, <laughs> just get back on it. It's the only way to drown out those those uh, those pains like that. Oh man, man cool. Being a parent, it's amazing. Cool, mate. Okay. Well, we're going to do one more episode of the Parked Up podcast. I'm going to be on a beach somewhere. It's the holiday edition. Oh, cool. So we'll, um, we'll get, uh, let's get some, we'll get the fans involved. We'll, uh, we'll come up with a really fun, uh, fun thing to do. A uh, bit of a season review, bit of a, uh, this is, this was good and this was shit sort of whatever. So, um, yeah, again, we'll get the, um, uh, we'll see what's what. Just make sure you tune into our Facebook and Instagram, uh, Subscribe to us on all the your favourite podcast channelings, and um, and we'll make it uh, we'll make it happen. Tony D, um, all the best to you here. in your carols and recovery. Yeah, I just need to have a good sleep tonight, and I'll be. Uh, I'm sorry if I sound a little bit uh, tired 
on the mic today, but grumpy. Um, yeah, grumpy. I am. I'm just grumpy and I'm tired. Sorry, Lewis, guys. Lewis didn't win. Yeah. Oh, God. No so sleep. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Next See week. Next week. Bye-bye.